0: Hi, welcome to my podcast, On the Grow. I'm Grace Lee. In the last episode, you heard me have a conversation with Madison discussing how to find and where to find internships and jobs in New York City. We get down to the nitty gritty with the hustle and bustle, and even share what it's like to work a day in our shoes here. If you haven't heard it yet, you should definitely check it out. In this episode, I have a conversation with Eric to discuss relationships in New York City. How do we view relationships? What even is a relationship? I think relationships come in different forms. I think the first thing people will assume about this episode is that it's about dating in New York City. You're gonna wanna click on it to hear about my dating stories, which apps I use, any bad date stories, whatever. However, that's not all I wanna bring to light in this episode. Growth comes in many forms and one of them is in relationship building understanding what it is, how it works and being able to communicate properly to someone else that might not necessarily share the same mindset as you. You know, I think we get so caught up with how relationships are portrayed in movies and TV shows and it really sets some sort of standard of how the guy must act or how the girl must act. And it's a great escape from reality at times, but that's what it is an escape. I believe the best way I've been able to learn more about what a relationship is and what it encompasses is through my experience getting to know Eric. For those of you who listened to episode one of the series, he guest hosted, and I really enjoyed how he did that. But this time, I wanted to reverse the roles here with Eric and really showcase a part of who he is, because a lot of Eric's life isn't well known, even to the people closest to him. I mentioned before, but he's lived here in New York city for four years and he worked for discovery, a major media company. He had a unique role working with data and operations and over $100 million worth of national ad campaigns for nearly 100 fortune 500 companies. Eric is a very unique individual and for someone who has met a lot of people from various industries, I find it hard to find another person who has a very similar mindset to me in terms of communication. So, I'm not saying we are relationship experts or that we know everything that goes into a relationship. That's not what I'm trying to get at here. I want to emphasize that I'm actually growing through this. We are growing through this, including this episode. And a quote that really resonates with me is this What people say about you says more about them than you. Sometimes I say things, we say things that we actually need to hear rather than the person we are saying it to. There is no way I can get everything out that I want to say in this episode in terms of relationships and communication, however, the whole point of this is to understand how we can keep moving forward in life and get better at the things we struggle through most in a relationship, which is communication. So the reason why I'm able to say I have a different perspective on relationships is because of my experiences with Eric. He's really helped me change the way I've seen relationships. My past has consisted of people that haven't been able to really fully understand me, the work that I do, and just my true feelings. And in some ways, I know that that's actually a reflection of where I was at the time because it isn't just on these guys or these people. And I think what's valuable is that it taught me what kind of people are out there. Um, it's given me insight to not just how guys think, but just how people think in general. And even though it's fully wrong to judge another guy or a girl the same way I did with the previous ones, um, I can't assume that everyone's the same. So anyway, um, with that being said, I'm sitting here with Eric and we are going to get into the conversation. I think you've had experiences yourself of like how to get yourself in the I guess this mindset of communication in a relationship and and again I say relationship as in a friendship a partnership you know not just dating but in terms of being able to communicate properly with friends how did you learn to communicate the way you do in relationships like was it through an experience or did you learn this growing up
1: I think that it's just a culmination of pretty much every conversation I've ever had I know that seems like pretty extreme or a lot but um, I feel like in my life a big piece of, of who I am and, and what I'm doing and, and what I want to improve on is the way that I communicate and the way that we communicate and I mean I feel your pain when you talk about being misunderstood and feeling misunderstood and honestly I feel like a lot of people listening would probably tell you um, I, I would put all my money on it that at some point or another in their life they have felt misunderstood in some way shape or form. And to me, that just comes down to a communication gap. So I think how I communicate the way I do with you is just simply a learning curve with every conversation I've had, every relationship I've had, whether that's with friends, ex-girlfriends, family members, you know, you name it. I mean, colleagues and teachers and colleagues at work, like everything kind of has played into just living and learning.
0: So one of the ways you communicate with me differently is that I've noticed in the year and a half I've known you, you've repeated the same things, but in a different way every time. And that was actually in the beginning of our relationship. And it was like on certain things. Do you remember that? Do you remember what I'm talking yeah. about? Why, why do you do that? Like, why do you repeat several <laughs> things? Why do you feel the need to do that?
1: Uh, the need to do that comes from the piece that I think you emphasized earlier in your introduction about, uh, feeling misunderstood, you know, and it sucks because you can say thing one, one way, you can say something one way and, people will take it sometimes in a way that you're just like, what the heck? Like, no, you know, that's not at all what I intended to have it be taken as. And I think that's happened to me so many times in my life. And I think some of it, like, I'm hard on myself. Some of it, I'm like, okay, well, I was lazy, you know, like, come on, cut me some slack. Like, I didn't go into detail. I didn't feel the need to have to explain it to you. But you go through that enough and it's like, well, shit, you know, sometimes like, I guess I do have to explain myself now because if I don't, then I know that there are going to be people out there that's going to take some very simple statement in all sorts of ways. I mean, right. think about our world of politics. I mean, I don't want to get into that whole thing, but isn't yeah. that the same thing when you're talking about everyday people? It's like you could say one thing and somebody will judge you on it or take it the wrong way, and they don't know anything about you or where you came from or how you even came to say that piece of like information. So mm-hmm. um, I think that really just comes down to the fact that you know different people i've just learned over time they're like different people take things in different ways i mean think back to i don't know let's just say school and how people learn things like some people are more visual learners right some people are more um they just verbal they need somebody to just like tell it to them um some people are more like i can just see it i can pick it up from a textbook no problem that's fine um it's interesting because uh i think the you know The reason behind that is really just knowing that it takes different ways to say the same thing for it to actually resonate with somebody the way that, you know, you would like to be heard or understood and, you know, and understanding that that's not selfish. It's just a matter of when that happens, you can better understand each other through that process. So I think the reason that I really did that for you is um, just knowing that if I, I don't care how many times I had to say it as soon as I said it in a way where I was like, boom, that's it. That's the way that, that I could tell resonates with you and you could tell it resonated with you too. Like, and then you see that, like you said, you notice that then I know in the future, okay, like hopefully I don't have to say this 10 times anymore because I found a way now that I can like communicate to you where like we kind of get in sync. I'm actually really grateful for the fact that you've been patient enough with me to listen to that is, the more that you allow me to say things upfront in multiple ways, the more it also allows me to better understand what way I can say it that will resonate with you most. So in the future, it's a short-term loss for a long-term gain.
0: In the future,
1: I know more about how to approach you with information. Because I could say the same thing in five different ways. In four ways, it won't resonate. It might go in one ear and out the other or whatever it is exactly, Mm -hmm. whatever it is, like that happens to me too. People can say something and I'm like, you know, it's just not going to resonate in the way that they want it to. But if they have the patience and they understand that I have the patience, like, Hey, like keep going, you know, like try, just try, like right. try to say it a different way.
0: But that's the thing is that like, how do you, I guess, get people to just be patient with you through this? Like, I think that's something that's really hard when you're building a relationship with someone is to see that like long term, don't like, this is going to be for a good thing, you know? Cause like, Even me, like, and you, we're all impatient, we're all stubborn in certain things, and we want things now at times. But, like, how do you just, I guess, get people to really be patient with you as you say things five million different ways?
1: I think it just depends on the person and just being open and honest and, you know, finding the the people that are going to be willing to put in the time to do that. And I think it's tough because... You know, not everybody might be willing to put in the time, but then isn't that the same thing with everything in life in some ways? Like, if you're not willing to put in the time, it's like you want these shortcuts to things. And yet, then people work really hard for something, they put in the time, and there's a reason they do that because you learn from that. So, like, I guess what I'm saying is. I just am looking for the people that are willing to put in the time. And I think that's why you and I really connected because you are also a person who's just constantly looking to grow. Mm -hmm. And Uh, investing
0: in people who invest in you.
1: Yeah, I think that's a piece of it too. Like I found that most of my life I've spent a lot of time investing in other people, a lot of time, like making other, putting myself down to make other people feel better in, in so many situations. And I don't regret doing that. I learned a lot from doing that, but I think it's just like, you eventually you realize that like it's a two-way street it's a two-way street and unfortunately there are people in the world that will use you for things you know like i've had ideas of mine just used and sometimes it's not even because people don't even realize it you know like they just think it's out there for grabs and they don't realize what actually went into the works for me to even come up with that idea in the first place like a lot
0: and me just knowing you and just being around you i definitely get it It is a lot um i kind of want to talk about our relationship and how we met and how it is now just because if you follow me on Instagram a lot of people have just asked me about Eric just being my stories and who he is and I just thought I'd kind of clear it up and just really tell you guys um, this person who has been part of my life for two years now. And I know I don't really say much about him and who he is and what he does in my life, but that's why I brought him on this podcast to talk about that here. So the question I really want to ask is, before I share our story of how we met, is what even is a relationship? And what does it mean to be in a relationship or even have a relationship? We met on an app Mm -hmm. almost, I want to say two years ago now. we're hitting our two-year mark and I think from there we just kind of formed a really strong friendship if anything like we got to know each other and in all the times that we spent together we would constantly be talking and communicating and things just really worked out because what we were um, going for and wanting to do with our lives just intertwined and aligned in some ways. And so it was really helpful to have someone who thought like you and listened to you and was there for you through a lot of it, even through the hardships and struggles that we both dealt with. And that's just so refreshing just to have another person, especially in a place like New York City. And so one thing you really taught me is to really understand and get to know the person before just diving straight into relationship. And in my past, I actually had the mentality that I just wanted things now and immediately and I wanted to be in a relationship, but it doesn't always work in the long run. In some cases, I'm sure it does. But for someone like me, someone who has the kind of um, mentality and drive and I guess standards that I have, uh, I just feel like it's better for me to really be patient and get to know someone for the long run, because in some ways I know that had I not waited and gotten to know Eric in certain ways, I wouldn't have known that about him. Had I not kept going and being patient and just continuing to be friends and knowing that he's um, on the other end thinking the same thing, and again, that goes for him. Actually, teaching me that is that there was a lot to learn between the both of us. Um, In our past and everything we've gone through and we can't possibly just get all that out in the few months or you know weeks that we've known each other and it takes time it takes time to build that it takes time to build the trust and friendship and really knowing the parts of a person that might even be vulnerable in some ways
1: Yeah, one thing I just want to say about that, too, is how important it is to look at even something like that, like we met on an app, as you can always be friends. I think one of the best ways to look at it is like, what is the worst that can happen? Well, the worst that can happen is you don't mesh well for dating, but like that doesn't mean you can't be friends. There's always something you can learn from somebody. And I think that's a really valuable way to go into dating
0: yeah and something that you reminded me over the past few years or the time that we've known each other is that like look i may not have everything to best suit your needs but that doesn't mean that i can't also be there for you and hear you and maybe even direct you into maybe someone else who could be so i really like that because you're right not everyone is fit for everyone else like we're individuals and yeah, we all have different perspectives and things we like and things we don't like and that doesn't mean that just because the next person you meet on an app or in person or at the bar who knows where doesn't mean that you're incapable of finding someone who is best suited for you.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's like an important piece of it and I think that's what made our relationship unique is you know, we met on an app and most people, they maybe go on a date and they're like, oh, this wasn't the right person. And they move on. But the, the truth is sometimes like it could end up being one of your best friends who actually helps you find the right person. And I think that's what's cool is something about us is we just our lives had enough in common that there were parallels there to kind of help each other through New York. And when I think about relationships in New York, I think about how tough it is and how nice it is to have people on your team and kind of going through similar things and right there with you. So you don't have to be alone.
0: So no matter what happens, the thing I want to emphasize is that our friendship will still remain. Um, I think because we developed a very strong friendship like that in the very beginning of getting to know each other, no matter where we are in life, we'll still be able to hopefully, actually, I know that we'll be able to come together (laughs) and maybe just talk to each other on certain things going in our lives.
1: Yeah, I I think it's pretty cool that we'll always have that. And it's something where, who knows? You know, We could have met and just like anyone else would have been like, oh, this is not right. This is not like somebody I'm going to date now. So like, see you later. Nice to meet you and moving on. But look what happened because we didn't do that and we did become friends. So I think that says a lot about how you approach a date.
0: Speaking of dating, let's talk about dating here in New York City. So I feel like that's a a subject that everyone is just like, tell me your dating stories and I wanna know how the guys are like in New York City and maybe people are like, I wanna know how the girls are like in New York City, right? So I think with dating, I wanna just say that dating in and of itself could be an entire podcast, but I think we will cover the most important parts that pertain to a relationship. Especially in a place like New York City, time is money. Time is so valuable here that you clearly need to either have your priorities set straight and know what you want first before trying to bring someone else in. And I feel like, especially in a place like here with these apps and I don't know where people's mindsets are, but like you can see ways that people just think that going into a relationship and dating other people will help solve those problems. And make things better, and oh, maybe I will feel this and be able to do this and hang out with people and get to if I am in a relationship and I think that's the wrong mindset to go about it is that no first, you get yourself in check, and <laughs> you kind of figure out who you are and what you want, and maybe who knows you you can meet someone and they can either help you grow even more, but that person doesn't fill you. You are an independent individual, and just like that person is too. So I think that's important to keep in mind about not wasting anyone's time. So I think another important part of dating would be just being open-minded with the idea of dating. And I think I know so many people in my life that have just mentioned that they're so set on viewing dating as they're going to get a relationship out of this. They're going to get a boyfriend or a girlfriend out of this. But if you go about it in a way that you're like, you know what? I'm just going to get to know this person. That's it. And leave it at that and just kind of see how things go without setting expectations and expecting certain things. And I'm 100% guilty of this too. I'm not saying I'm perfect in any, any way of handling how I go about meeting other people, but All I do know is I have learned that this is something that should be considered. I think that's so important to just be open-minded and knowing that. And I think you've really taught me that. You've been very straightforward and honest with me in a lot of ways over time. And I think I've kind of noticed that with you.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I've, you know, had some fears with dating as well when it comes to that kind of thing. And I, I just think like there's another way to approach dating. You know, there's a way to approach it where... You never know, you could learn something from somebody. You could always learn something from you. In fact, you will always learn something from somebody if you actually put in the time and, and find out what's there to be learned. And that's about how you communicate with that person. Um, so yeah, I think with dating, it's important to remember that you don't know who you're gonna meet, you don't know what their background is, where they come from, and maybe you guys end up being really great friends and you guys can help each other get exactly what you want. Um,
0: And social media is like a victim of that. Like it's so hard on social media to really and truly share how you're feeling, who you are. And I think that the use of apps even in the dating world is a big component of that. You know, like I've tried apps and occasionally I still do, but I also, I take it with a grain of salt. Like there's flaws in apps. We only see the outer appearances of a person. You know, there's no way to like see someone's heart through an app like you can't fully understand and get to know a person through it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think coming back to saying something in a different way and and kind of prioritizing people in this is just I think it's a matter of finding the people in your life who care enough to put in the time to actually try to get to know you and, and realize that like that could take time and especially in a place like New York City where people are very busy, it can take time and Lots of different ways of trying to approach somebody and understand them and get where they're coming from and also keeping in mind at this age A lot of people don't know what the hell they want, you know Like like I'm still trying to figure out what I want and isn't that like this is on the grow. This is the journey like I don't know. I mean
0: exactly no, I feel like um, even like the we go back to dating back and forth and relationship building, but it is about like, you have to keep on going, you have to keep putting yourself through these things, experiencing these things, meeting these people to know what it is that you do want. And again, it's frustrating for the people like us, where we are constantly meeting people that aren't the right person for us or or don't understand us and just feel like they know us, but they really don't. And you know, I think meeting those people, it to me, it shows me that like, oh, wow, there's a person like this that exists. Like, how can I reach that person? It's I don't take it in a way like, how dare they? They have no right to think this of me. I, in some ways, I'm like, wow. You know, like, I didn't realize a person can act like that. Like, first of all, that baffles me that some people are the way they are, and I'm just like, how? But then it's also like, how can I better or not? How can I communicate yeah. to them better?
1: I, I think that's it. I think you just nailed it. Like, that's it. I think I think a lot of people, that's where the buck stops. It's like, that person doesn't understand. Wow, they baffle me. Wow, I can't believe that person is out there. I'm just going to move on my life and keep doing what I'm doing. That's just it, though. I think that's where some people do that. And some people then look internally and say, huh maybe I could have communicated something better. Maybe I didn't put the message in a this, in this certain way for them to see it that way. And I don't know. I mean, this comes up with this whole thing of like, what's selfish and what's not selfish and whatever. But like, mm-hmm. in some ways, I think it really is about like, maybe I could communicate to people better. Maybe like, I came off a little too harsh. Maybe this, this, and that. Like, I don't know. All, All I right. can say is even in this conversation we're having right now, even in this entire interview, I have no doubt that whether that's tomorrow or the next week or a month from now or a year from now, I will look back on this and I'll be like, man, <laughs> I remember answering that question for Grace and like that was just not the right way to say it. Or like I could totally see how I said something that would come off in this way, but I really didn't mean it like that. And um, it's just, I think that's just a, a, a part of the process. And hopefully you can find people who are understanding of, look, we're all human, but like can we at least respect the people who are trying to change and grow and it's hard it's really hard and it's a part of the process in communication too but we're not going to get it right you know like even right now in this communication in this conversation like i'm not going to get this right and i know it but i'm going to learn from it based on this conversation which is pretty cool
0: Exactly. And that all ties into the relationship or forming a relationship with someone is that all these things play a part in, you know, are you patient enough with this person? Are you willing to um, invest in time? Are you willing to be more understanding of them and their situation? And hopefully in return, they will be understanding of you as well.
1: So yeah, I think it's just a different way to go about dating that helps kind of relieve people's stresses and fears about it. And, you know,
0: Speaking of fear, what do you think makes people hesitant about being in a relationship?
1: I think maybe especially in New York, the time in our lives, a lot of people maybe don't really know what they want and Mm -hmm. they feel like, well, if they get roped into something, then it's going to like keep them from being able to do everything they want. It's going to hold them back in some ways. It's not going to be good. Maybe they had a bad experience, you know, beforehand. And I mean, I think there's a lot of fears of dating plus like the time it takes to go into it and knowing like... All right, I've gone into ten different dates and it hasn't really gone well. Maybe or something's up, and you know that. What the hell is it worth it to me to go on the next one because it's just going to be the same thing? I'm mm-hmm. probably going to you know spend money. I'm going to spend my time again. You talk about don't waste anyone's time. So, I think that's a big big fear right there. You that's know.
0: true, and I think that's interesting hearing your side of a version of fear because I think when I think fear in relationship, I think. Of really allowing someone else to see the vulnerable parts of you, um, I think that just goes for everyone in some ways. And how do you know who you can trust? You know, like how do you know
1: that? Yeah, no, I, I I agree with that. I think one way that that can be done is just the understanding of that it takes time. It takes a lot of patience to be able to trust somebody and. And to go into it like that, knowing that, I think a lot of people expect something right away. Like, oh, I'm going to know right away whether I like this person or not. Or, you know, oh, they did this and I don't like that. And so I think it's just a matter of trust in the fact that like you're not going to, chances are good, you're not going to like immediately be able to know a person fully enough that you are going to want to be with them or not be with them in one date.
0: In order to earn trust, you also have to trust. And that's hard. To expect that, like, look, you want to trust someone, you want someone to trust you, you have to be willing to to trust them. And trust that they will trust you. It's a lot of trust in that sentence. But I think that's really important. And so with that, that's something people fear, is that, like, why even bother? Why even put in the time and effort to get to know someone and go through all that, knowing that they could potentially hurt you and just know everything about you. And why do that? But then I really do believe that in some ways, like we mentioned in this episode is people help people learn things about themselves that they didn't know. And you only do that through relationships, friendships, partnerships with other people the city's so lonely you know like there's you feel lonely in a big city and there are moments where you do just want someone and you just want someone to fill in that that hole and just be able to spend all this time with someone but again like you said about being patient is that I know girls that literally talk about guys and the dates that they go on and they're like you know what on to the next one, like literally just brush off someone because they did one thing. They immediately judge a guy because he didn't buy dinner or he didn't open the door for her. And for me to hear that and girls to automatically be like, he's not the one. He doesn't know me. He you know, doesn't know how to treat girls, whatever. I think it's so frustrating at times to hear that because I may not fully know the capacity of whatever that relationship that person has with the guy, but what I do know is if you give people time and if you actually show people, like naturally show people to make them feel comfortable enough to be themselves around you, you will see that you will also gain something from that in return.
1: And I I do want to point out too, like, it does go both ways. I don't want, you know, I know you're talking about like, be patient with the guy and and be patient just in case this happens or something. First of all, the opening of the door thing, I mean, guys should open the door for girls. Is are there certain situ again even me even me saying that though Are there certain situations out there where maybe it was like something happened and there was a tough situation It was an awkward moment and the girl should just open the door Yeah, like open your own door. You're a human (laughs) being you can open the door, right? But like generally speaking, I think it's a nice thing for a guy to open the the door for a girl However paying for the dinner That's a whole other thing in New York that I want to talk about first date type situations if you're a girl like I'm sorry, but like unless you know you're getting into a dinner situation, even if you know you're getting into a dinner situation with a guy who's making a ton of money, I don't think you should always be the one assuming that like the guy is gonna pay for the meal.
0: I agree with that actually. I'm glad you said that because from a girl's standpoint, this is my response to that, is that I also believe that girls are capable of paying for the meal themselves. They shouldn't rely on guys to pay for everything. I agree. But I think this is how it should be approached is whoever asks that person out should be the person paying. If the girl is going to ask the guy out, then they should, for the first date, I'm talking (laughs) about the first date. I'm talking about the first date is that if the girl were to ask the guy, whoever is asking should you know, it should be like a okay. I'm willing to like I want to do this. I'm willing to pay for it kind of thing. And there are times where I have paid for guys too, and it's like a again like a no problem thing because it was me wanting to set up the meeting or meeting. I say meeting date. <laughs> it was me wanting to set up date. So I was like, I got this. It's fine. It's not a way of showing like. I'm a woman and I, I make money too and I'm independent and so don't think you owe me anything, which a lot of girls take in some ways. They're like, no, I'm going to you know buy this meal. I'm going to do this for myself and do all these things because that guy doesn't owe me anything and I don't owe him anything. It's more <laughs> of like, it's more of just knowing that you are both independent individuals
1: yeah and there's time and place there's, for both of you to pay and yeah. both of you to either split it or one of you to get it and the other one to exactly. get it and Maybe like you get the can, first one this right. time and it's kind of that yeah. happens naturally when you get to know somebody and you get to understand like where are you in life where am i in life like are we in this together or is it like i think in some ways too it's like a, a masculinity thing for guys of like i got to be the breadwinner i got to pay the the bill right. and like and i get it like there are times where I, i'm like there have definitely been times in a, in a date or whatever where, like, you know, oh, I feel like I should at least, like, split this. No matter what, I feel like I should always offer to at least split the bill. And I will. I will always at least offer to split the bill. Right. Um, but I don't necessarily, like, in the past, when I was just getting to the city and I'm just starting to work, I don't necessarily have the money to be, like, dropping, you know, a ton of money on that. And that's where, like, I think if you get to know the person, there's a time and place and a way to do that. Like, if I meet a girl who, you know, um, and this has happened, like, I've been on a date with a girl who just comes from a lot of money and money is not an issue for her. And we kind of learned very quickly our, our situations in life by kind of sharing experiences and stories and stuff. And when she decided to like say, you know, demand that she took the bill in the end, like I offer I still offer to pay for half. But I was actually so happy that she did it in a way where it was like, look, I'm not doing this to like. You know, put you down, or like, you know, be the, you know, oh, like the, I'm a woman in charge, and I make the money right. too, and I'm the one who should be paying for this, and it wasn't also in a way to be like, uh, you know, to to make me feel like demasculinized or whatever the hell it is, like. It was just in a way of like, hey, we're understanding of each other's situation. We communicate enough to understand that like it just naturally makes sense that I do this. And that to me shows a lot of emotional intelligence in somebody. Exactly. To be able to understand like how that situation unfolds. And I know that can be difficult. So even this in and of itself is a tough conversation. Because it's like it's situational. But just know that I guess the point is and maybe you can say this better is it goes both ways.
0: Right. Agreed. Like a lot of, you know, people have this fear That goes into relationships is that like I don't have enough money to pay it like even maybe from guys you can say more of this like you have said more of this but like guys can be like oh, I don't have the money to do it, so relationships, yeah, okay, whatever. Or girls can be like, oh, but he might expect this. Relationships, whatever. So it's this fear that also comes in a relationship. Mm -hmm. And I kinda wanna go into that a little bit because it's like the idea or the sense that you're allowing someone else to come into your life Mm -hmm. and see the most vulnerable parts of you. So that's really scary. That is really scary, especially in a place like New York City where everyone is just from different backgrounds all over, you know, of all ages.
1: Yeah. Which is why I think it comes down to time. It takes time. Like mm-hmm. if, you, if that's something that you're afraid of, then take the time. Cause I promise you, if you take the time and you're patient and a guy is not willing to wait through that, not worth your time. I'm serious. Not worth your time. And the same goes the other way around. Like if, if I meet a girl and that girl is not patient enough to get, you know, through that little piece of like building that trust or whatever it is. And, and look, this is different for, Every situation. every situation and like you know sometimes but that's just it it's a, it's a matter of coming to terms with like what do the do does each party really want out of it like does this girl just want to sleep with me and that's it okay that's a different story and i can figure that out and kind of get a feel for that versus like does this girl actually want to get to know me do i even want something serious do i just want something for fun like that's true. it's all about getting on the same page and i think that can be hard through dating apps and um i meeting people in the city here so there's so much that goes into it. I don't even know if we can hit it all in one I know, podcast. I know. I agree.
0: <laughs> um, but I think, you know, what you just said kind of reminded me is that um, if you don't know what you want in a relationship, you shouldn't go seek something before you truly know what you want out of something. Like
1: Yes. The one piece of advice I will I will say, and this is one piece of advice I've given to guys in the city who have Uh, I think part of part of whom have seen like our relationship and tried to get a better understanding of what it is like. Are we friends? Are we dating? Are we whatever? I think people kind of get confused with that, Mm -hmm. and it's just important that I I tell them, well, no, you know, we are friends. We have a very unique type of communication, though, and I think that's what um, interests them. Is like, well, you hang out with this girl a lot, but yet you're not like dating, or you're, you know what I mean? And it's like, and it's hard to explain to them, but it's like, here's my advice for you in new york city or anywhere maybe even but at least here if you want to find the girl that you really want to find i highly suggest first and foremost like find a girl to just be friends with find a girl to be friends with like just get to know a girl get to know how girls think what they want what they're like whatever and find a girl who's willing to do that with you and become friends because i promise you like it will help you to better understand what exactly you want, to talk through how to go about that, to think of ways that maybe you can approach it more. And uh, even as I say that, I think, well, you got to be careful because there are girls out there that could lead you astray and like tell you that this is what you should do because that's what they want. But you got to keep true. in mind that everyone is different too. So hopefully find a girl who's who's friendly enough to like, kind of understand that everyone is different. Um, Mm -hmm. Maybe this is hard. I don't know. Maybe this this is is too hard to ask. It's like, but, but maybe it's a place to start. Like a place to start is just befriending girls.
0: Just friend the guy. Stop thinking you had to yeah. sleep with the guy. Quit who, who thinking. Knows.
1: If you guys start <laughs> as friends and then you're like, whoa, we actually really like each other. And two weeks later, all of a sudden you guys are like hitting it off and having something more. Isn't that way better than uh, you didn't even talk to the girl. You didn't even bother or it didn't really work out. And then here you are. And two weeks later, you're still on a dating app. Three weeks later, you're still like looking for, you know, time goes by. Just exactly. Be There are ways to like be patient and also just not jump the gun
0: exactly it will be worth it you just have to be patient yeah
1: and i think another fear that kind of takes a role in relationships here especially in new york city is that how are you going to find somebody that really understands you and your lifestyle and a lot of people here are really busy and and maybe this is just me personally kind of speaking for that but it can be tough i mean i think that's where priorities come into play right with you know, how do you manage your time as it as it pertains to relationships? And as we talk about relationships, I think that's huge because relationships take time and it takes time to put into them. So when you're so busy in a city like this, how do you manage your relationships?
0: You're right. It does take time. And especially in a place where you feel like you have to just really be grinding here. Um, it's hard to just balance that. And I think before you go into it, like I don't know, in some ways I feel like it's important to really understand what it is that you're wanting out of this friendship, relationship, however you view it, before bringing someone else in and not being in a better place yourself.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's definitely fear on my end too. I'm kind of, you know, at the stage where I'm thinking it's just going to happen with You know, me focusing on the things that I really want to do. And I think that goes back to you saying to get maybe rid of some of that fear is really focus on yourself, focus on what you want to do, focus on the people you really feel good around and want to be around. And, you know, I think that's a good place to start to to put yourself in a position where you feel better about going about meeting somebody. The other thing that kind of comes to mind here is, you know, I can speak for myself with this about I had a, a best friend of mine uh from college that we were roommates for a while and he moved to new york city and i moved to new york city and you're like wow great like we're gonna hang out all the time we're gonna do all this stuff together but you know he and i are very similar in the sense that we have our own pads and we're really busy doing things and i mean it like we are literally booked up every day sometimes for a while to the point where like it's great that i have this relationship with him where we have this understanding that i may only see him like once a month You know which is kind of crazy in some ways that like one of my best friends in the city I only see once a month that just goes to show you how busy it is here how busy some people really are and how hard some people are really working and um, how much there is to do here and how much some people have going on so I think that could be a fear too I'm not saying that that relates to everyone but I think that's just something that goes into managing your time no matter who you are no matter how busy you are whether you have stuff going on outside of work or not Um, you know I have friends who are managing a full-time job and then have side hustles outside of that job so like how do you even find time to date how do you even find time to meet people how do you find time to maintain relationships it's it's hard here so um yeah i mean i think priority is is key like being able to get in sync with people on the same page and have an understanding of you know i might not be able to hang out with you every week man like i might not be able to hang out with you every weekend and Um, I think just having an understanding of where you're at and where other people around you are at is, is very important. And some of my best friends are the ones that have been really understanding the fact that, you know, I'm, I'm busy a lot of the time. And just to know that I, just because I'm not hanging out with them every week or two weeks or whatever it is, is doesn't mean I don't like them or I don't want to hang out with them or be with them anymore or that I've changed my mind. Like it's just, everyone has their own life and it's good to respect that.
0: Exactly. I like that. Well, Thank you so much for speaking with me on this topic, because it's so valuable to really, I guess, dig deeper into the meaning of relationships and how it goes beyond just dating and how it's also pertaining to a friendship or a partnership for business. So I think this is really important to cover. I just want to say thank you for joining me.
1: Thanks for having me on here.
0: Thanks for listening to this New York City series where we cover things ranging from my moving experience to frequently asked questions on living here, tips on how to find and approach internships and jobs, and relationships in New York City. I appreciate all the feedback you've provided me with on the series, and there will be more and better ways to interact with me in the coming podcast series. Be sure to follow along and subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. Stay tuned for what's next on my podcast, which will cover social media. This series will touch on how social media affects our personal growth in today's world. If you ever have any topics or series suggestions, please send me an email at gracefullymadeblog at gmail.com or send me a DM on my Instagram at bygracelee. I will include that email in the episode description below. Thanks for tuning in.